The How last... about another joke, Murray? Oh god, I watched the Joker scene again, and I was just like, it's not it's that good. Pretty good. The scene with him and you're Ma- an idiot. The scene with him and Murray. You're an idiot. It's not that well written. It's really not. It is well written. Why can't people be civil? <laughs> we live in a society. Yes. <laughs> we live in a society. That's funny. I think that's that. That's a good levels, I guess. If we are not. Too close to it. I like that you said you're a fucking idiot to check the level. That's a really good test for this podcast. <laughs> um, um, okay. So what, what is the start, the actual start? How we started in the podcast? Mandalorian. Half man. Half DeLorean. That's a meme I sent you. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> I, I like that it took you a while. Yeah, to I thought it was the that. official poster, and then yeah. I read it and was like, "Oh, that's hilarious." Yeah, and um, it's a cool poster. Cool, cool series so far. So far, the one episode we got is like that one <laughs> half, half good. of an episode. <laughs> that half we got. of the episode, yeah. We got a quarter of a good episode. Yeah. Because the episode, for those who haven't watched it, is like really short. 38 minutes. Um, With credits. Yeah. Which is not very long. No, super short. Like, um, pilots normally... For a, for a series that is meant to be, like, plot-based, pilots normally are, like, one hour long, mm. and then the rest of the episodes are, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, even ones that are, like... Even comedy series, like, sometimes have a slightly longer first episode, like a 30-minute or... Yeah. I think Ma- Community's first episode's 30 minutes. And the rest of them are like around 25, 22. Yeah, imagine if this is the long episode. Nah, there's no way. Matter, right? They'll do the finale at like an hour. Well, well, who knows? No, who cares? The finale like, is going to be like two hours. Hey, it like doesn't matter movie. how long it is as long as they're good. I, I think this was pretty okay. It's all right. Yeah. I'd say it's considering what we've seen from Disney in the last couple of years on the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. And not just with the film, but with uh, Rebels and Resistance. This it's is already this is already the most consistently good thing I think I've seen from Disney, with the exception of Rogue One. No, it's good. It's really good. Like I was telling you, how Dave Filoni was sort of the creative brain trust of George Lucas. Um, he created the um, Star Wars clone. Of course, he created Star Wars. It's, it's, created it's, it's, the um, Clone Wars animated series. It's funny because I was watching it. Um, yeah. While we were watching it, um, I was thinking. This feels like um, an episode of The Clone Wars. That's what I was thinking. And I, and I said it. Directed by Dave Filoni. Afterwards. And he's like, oh, it's the guy that created Clone Wars. Created and Clone Wars Rebels and Rebels. And Resistance, uh, right? I believe so. I believe he created Resistance. He definitely created I Clone Wars credit, and Rebels. I don't want to credit the wrong person for Resistance. But yeah, sure. let's not do that. Sure. But I, yeah. Nobody's, nobody's watched Resistance. No one's going to get offended. Yeah, The Mandalorian. Uh, first episode dropped today. Yeah. In the US. And, and here. And here. Yes. Yes. A good show. So far. Well, it's it's a good, like good, you said. It's a, it's it's a, good, a good setup. It's a good part one of the pilot episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good part one of the pilot episode. I mean, he basically meets who I'm assuming is going to be the most important MacGuffin of the piece in the final scene. Don't you think? Probably that's gonna be the, the probably what he meets is gonna be the MacGuffin. Yeah, but I don't, I, don't, I don't see how. I really hope they don't do a lone wolf and cub and just have him like protect this thing for the whole show, because the thing I love about the show is this is a guy who wears impenetrable armor, barely talks, 
and just only cares about the job. You know my least favourite part of the pilot? He's a Terminator. Yeah, I know. You know my least favourite part of the pilot? When we flash back to him as a child, watching his parents and his tribe get murdered. And we're like, oh, we feel bad for him now. We feel bad. I'm an audience member. I feel sad now. He experienced something sad. I've experienced something sad too. Now I have empathy. I kind of Making movies is easy. I kind of prefer him... Imagine if you took that out. Imagine it, 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 it didn't annoy me. It, it was pretty annoying. It was, it's trying to build character, I guess. Yeah, but he's, he's a but like, character. It's pretty easy because he, he can... She can suspect that bunny hunters have had life like that already. Yeah, screwed up lives, yeah. So it's a bit like... Un, it's really unnecessary, but I'm not gonna... I don't know, I'm not gonna get upset over it. You know what I think showed more character? What? In the opening action scene when the guy, when the bartender to appease that guy who's starting the fight goes to slide the drink across the bar and he picks the drink up first and slams it into the guy's head. Yeah, um, what do you think of the action of the show? Uh, I think the action was probably, I mean, in the... I didn't love it, so I, I think want. the action was the worst part of the beach, of like, of the production design and stuff. I think sure. the production design is pretty cool. Cinematography is pretty cool, but the action, it was... You didn't love the final fight with the IG unit? I think the IG unit was cool, but it was... It it felt like, like I said, it felt like Clone Wars and and Rebels. Yeah. And those are like the worst part of those shows. uh, The the action is really tensionless. It's very flashy. Not even that. It's the fact that uh, our main characters are really good at what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, it's a show... And, you know, they're not going to die. Yeah. And they hit every shot while they just keep missing to them. Yeah, And that's yeah. something that this director needs to stop doing. Well, it's kind it's of a not... Star Wars trope at this point. Well, we saw New Hope recently, mm. right? And in uh, New Hope, when they are in the... For the uh, first time, I want to be clear to everyone, we yes. never watched New never. Hope. What is Star Wars? We had watched Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, and Solo. I'd never seen New Hope completely no, new to me no, it was, that's it, right it was pretty good no it's alright yeah didn't I didn't like, like, I didn't like the effects I didn't like the effects they really dated the one after that what was that one called Revenge of the Jedi right no the one in between those two the first order strikes back yeah I didn't like that one <laughs> bad film um, anyways what I was trying to say about the the action action it's, it's very tensionless yeah and you can have like action like I was saying in A New Hope when they're in the prison and yeah. they, you know, where they rescue Leia, it's you have an action, you have like both sides shooting each other and the stormtroopers keep missing, mm. but the main characters are not like hitting every single shot. Yeah, either. yeah, no. It's kind of like, it's just a, like a back and forth. Yeah, Luke, when he's at the bridge, like tries four times to shoot that stormtrooper and finally gets him. Um, yeah, so it's like, in, in this, it's, like I said, it's very similar to Clone Wars where characters are really good and you know it's not the action in the show with Clone Wars was always the worst part I right think the story was used to be the bit like the story was the best bit normally it's nice when that's inverted it's it's not yeah. often um I'm a bit worried about the rest of the show because all of the action that they showed that I enjoyed in the lead up to it was in this episode <laughs> And I'm kind of curious about where it goes from here. It's eight, eight, most, epi- eight episodes. Yeah. Most of the trailers was about 
this episode. This episode, right? Which might be intentional because they want to save the good stuff. But yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, like uh, we've got to address the elephant in the room, which is that this is Disney Plus's premiere show. Like it's the only show that's an exclusive that's dropping day one with Disney Plus. Hmm. It's Disney putting their foot down in the streaming market and saying, we are going to decimate the competition. I mean, I was telling you just before that they're charging $6, whereas Netflix is charging 12 and I think you said it's going up to 20 for like their four well, Australian. Australian Netflix is going up to Australian 20 yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Disney, after taking over the cinema landscape, is now trying to take over the streaming landscape. And I don't know how I feel about that because... The idea, the thing that infuriates me is that Disney is doing better than anybody else in the film industry, and they're like, no, we still want to take over streaming as well. Do you think they it's going to be a huge success? Do you not know what greed is? <laughs> greed, for lack greed. of a better word, is good. And I broke my chair. Yeah, it was really broken. Yeah, cool. Just wanted to check. Um, and. It's sustaining. We were talking earlier about how the... Um, we haven't seen this in person, but Disney Plus now comes with the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, yes. And yes. I was reading today, and I watched a clip on Twitter of how Disney, not George Lucas, Disney has gone back and edited the Mos Eisley Cantina shootout between Han Solo and Greedo... Indisputably, the most argued over editing change in cinematic history. Yeah. I think, without dispute, it is the example people always think of. It's either that or E.T. walkie-talkies. It's like those mm, two. Walkie-talkies are not as not as Not, not as, as famous. Hard Shot this. First is like one of the most famous yeah. sayings in, in you know, pop culture. So, if like, when I didn't know about this, I heard that they changed this, this would have between yeah. Han and, and Greedo. And what first comes to mind is... They fix it. They made it so Han suits first, right? That's a point. That's the reason. That's the only reason you would ever touch that scene. Exactly, right? is to fix it. Yeah. But no. What do they do? After Han suits, the boat suit, to be honest. Han still moves suit, his head. Still, he still moves his head. There's an explosion that covers the whole screen. It's like a cutaway. It, like, it cuts to like an explosion. Yeah. And it cuts back to like the original shot. In the middle of a perfect, beautiful wide shot which used to have Han shooting through the table, killing Greedo, and Greedo flops on the table. They now have... Greedo shoots, Han's neck snaps in half to move out of the way of the blaster, Han fires back. In the middle of Han firing, you cut to an insert of a flash of white like flame and fire, and then you see Greedo slop in the same shot. Now, there's a rule in editing, which is you go ABC, not ABA. Especially in like tight cutting like that. Like you, ABC means you... Are... One shot... And the second shot, the third shot. You don't go back to the first shot if you're trying to, you know, keep consistency and you don't want to kind of... People people like a flow of something. They don't like going back to something they've previously seen. It just feels like they're staying in the same place. Hmm. You, you never would cut an action scene like this. There's a reason George Lucas didn't in 1977. Was it a mistake, you think? What, they just fucked the, up the, the export? Yeah, did something fuck up the export? The 4K export? You think they didn't check the export of Star Wars to Disney Plus? Yeah, to yeah honestly, fair, I don't think they checked that. <laughs> to be fair, Disney Plus is apparently having a terrible launch, technically. Like, there's really? crashes, yeah, there's oh, crashes. crashes and stuff. All they, sorts of stuff. Like, probably, day, day one stuff. They probably won $10 billion already. Oh, yeah. On day one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, 
Yeah, I feel very nervous about the streaming landscape. And I think you and I both agree that it's at a point now where we as film fans are facing the reality that we are going to be happier to live with not watching a certain amount of stuff than we are to spend $80 a month on streaming services. Like, I really, really want to watch His Dark Materials, but I'm not paying for Foxtel again. Yeah. I'm never paying for that, for that again. No, it's a complete rip-off. I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, I haven't started even, but I've heard bad things. But, you know, like, is it really worth me spending... Uh, so, I... $120 a year to watch one show? So, I... Well, you only pay... You can just wait until it's out. Pay one month and watch it all in one sitting. I know, but... Yeah. Here's the thing, is that... With all these services... Um, so I tried to like find the show yeah and I saw somewhere that it was available so I bought that service and then it wasn't available in my country yeah happens all the time and I already have to get these other services it's gonna like it's a couple of services a month it's gonna it's getting to the price of you got your VPN and then you get your streaming service and then it's It's kind of like it's kind of like Getting Foxtel, like the box set for Foxtel. Yeah. Right? It's where, just as complicated. It's like, it's like $60 a month. Yeah. There's so many streaming services I have to get now. There's going to be like $60 a month and I'm not paying for it. I'm not watching it. Yeah, exactly. You're not watching it. I'd rather, I'd rather have a, uh, you know, a couple of screenings of, in the cinema. Yeah, absolutely. I'd I mean, the cinema and that's the hilarious thing myself. is that um, Blu-ray and DVD sales are back up because of this shit. The, the thing is that... Um, I pay for those services, but I, this some some months I don't see anything on Netflix. Oh yeah, I have gone full like months, two months, three months without watching something on Netflix, and I just feel that money burning. I really do. Like I didn't watch anything on Amazon last month. To, to be fair, I keep it because my siblings use it. Yeah, they yeah, use yeah. my Netflix, and I keep Amazon because you use it. No, you, you had your own flea bag. I got you? my own. Did you, I yeah. got my own. You got, did you get the month or do you still have it? I got the month, and then I got it again I to, be able, to be able to order, you know, some books. Oh, no, no, you can cancel Amazon Prime and keep your Amazon account. Yeah, but Prime is free shipping. I got free shipping. <gasps> oh, right. That's, that's why Amazon Prime is the better one, because with Amazon Prime, you get the shows, and you get, and you get free like, shipping. free shipping. That's like, a pretty big incentive. Disney's yeah. got to do, like... You get the streaming service and you get one free ride to Disneyland a month. But not, not entry, just the ride. You get to ride for free. Like, you can do can one you, VIP access a month. Can you, like, stack them up and have 12 rides at the end of the year? Yeah, you can do, like, one quarter of Disneyland. Um, should we do Galaxy's Edge? Should we go one year when it gets good? Yeah, I, I would go. I'd go. I, I'll dress up as General Grievous. My dad, like, <laughs> just booked this trip for us to go to Japan. And I was like... I didn't realize that grown men could like just go on a trip together just spontaneously, and I was like, "They can't." This is weird. I know it is weird. And I was like, "This is cool." And I was thinking, "Fuck yeah, we should do." um, Is it go to Disneyland in Japan? You and I should go. Oh no, I I won't. No, of course not. I won't go to Japan (laughs) with him. To Disneyland with him. Um, I'm really torn because I want to see the Ghibli Museum, but I also want to go with my partner, so I might save that for another trip. If you have the chance to go. Yeah. It's how? so cheap. Did I tell you how cheap it was? It was it's a museum. Like, it was like 1,600 yen. It was like 15 bucks. It's a museum. Yeah, but it's museum the Ghibli Museum. Cost Look, money. No, museums should absolutely cost money. Not too much money. No. That's true. I, 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 I'd rather 100 times percent, 100% go to the Van Gogh Museum over the Ghibli Museum. The which one? The Van, Van Gogh, Van Gogh Museum. Yeah. 
How much did that cost? That's like, yeah, 10 euros or something. Smithsonian's like 30 bucks. Well, that's because that's stupid. They've got to fuel the planes. That's stupid. The, the thing is that in with the Van Gogh is there's like 10 other museums that you probably want to go to. Which Van Gogh museum? I went to the one in Amsterdam. Oh, cool. Yeah, I went to the um, Picasso Museum in Italy when I was there. Hmm. And that was like right near... It was right near like a Magritte Museum and all these other ones. It was really intense. You, you know Loved what, it. You know what has to, a lot to do with art? Star Wars. The Mandalorian. <laughs> well, not art. Come on. It has a lot to do with... Yeah, I mean, is it is it art when you just take everything from Star Wars and just redo it? There it, is it, some it, new it, stuff. it is neat to see Mandalorian stuff finally. Yeah, I never like thought they were the coolest thing ever, but it is cool to see their culture be explored well, a bit more. It, it's cool. To I just thought Boba Fett had cool armor. That's all it ever was. It's cool to see new, not new, but like seeing more like of the expanded universe. Yeah. into a, a live action. Oh yeah, because we've gotten shows and and stuff like that and comic books, but having a live action makes it so a lot more, a lot more people want to watch it. Oh yeah, and Star Wars has always been the like, main themes have been always live action. Yeah, they're most it's, famous for their films. It's very good that the first TV show is not just a Jedi show. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Actually, that's a really really good. They could point. have easily done Kenobi. Hundred percent about the Jedi. Hundred percent, and they are, and nobody wants it. So the episode begins on like a um, on like a snow planet, and mm. or like a watery planet with like a frozen layer over it. And our hero. Well, well, there's something we have to talk about before. What is his name? Is it just Mandalorian? You just call him Mandalorian. Man- Mando. Yes, Mando. Mando. He's called Mando. Mando. Mando the Mandalorian. Oh, it starts in the bar, of course. No, 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 no. The, fir- the very first thing we saw was the title sequence thing. Oh yeah, so, so after the Lucasfilm title, you get this flurry of different characters' heads and helmets. Yeah, and then it forms Star Wars. Yeah, what do you think of it? Uh, it was a bit don't, weird. Wasn't don't it? don't need it. It was a bit weird. We know it's Star Wars. We're watching it. Just have um, long time ago, a galaxy far, far away. No, no, you can't have that for the shows. Why as well. not? For the souls as well. So everything, it's great. everything with Star Wars has to start with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. No. Absolutely. We know we know it's a long time ago in a galaxy far away now. I want it to have like a personalized solo one where like it tells us everything we need to know just in that same way. told us it's a Mandalorian time. Um, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. By the way, the team behind this is bloody impressive. Like you've got Dave Filoni directing two episodes. I believe it's this one and the next one, if not the finale. Um, you've got Greg Frazier, who's the Australian DP, who shot Rogue One, which is my favorite looking Star Wars film. Um, you've got an incredible cast. Um, Pedro Pascal is the signature Mandalorian. Um, what do you think of his vocal performance? It's good. He didn't talk too much, but I guess that's the script. That's the script. But, but yeah, I, I like think it. he nailed it actually vocally. I think he was really good vocally. They're not good to me, Dad. <laughs> no, that's, that's Boba. It's, yeah, it's better than the Boba one. The re Dan Boba. That's true. That's my point. That's why I said. I'm that. trying to think of my favorite line from this episode. I think I like those odds. It's pretty good. Actually, no, everything he says to the IG, IG-88 bot is uh, pretty funny. I like his first line. I can, I can take you hot or I can take you cold. Yeah, when he's um, getting into bed with the Twi'lek. <laughs> um, so he walks, oh into my God. A, walks into a bar, gets into a fight with some guys. In yeah, the trailer, okay. there was this great moment where he like lassoes up a guy and tries to pull him through a door. Mm. And then he shoots the door to make it close. And you and I both thought he was going to decapitate the guy. 
He doesn't. Well, he, the guy he, still gets cut in half. He gets cut in half, which is better than decapitated. But you don't see it. You don't see it, yeah. You see, gonna like the legs drop. Did you think they were gonna show that on Disney Plus no, day of course one? Not. Yeah. Of course not. Imagine that. Little Timmy, oh, go on Disney but Plus. He did, like, so wholesome. The guy pulled out a knife to him, and then he kind of, like, made him stab it, stab himself with some knife. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, right. Rough fighting. So yeah, it's like, good. I'll, yeah, I did like the what you said earlier, the bit, the bit with the drink. He takes a drink and smashes the guy, but uh, on the head. Yeah, but I don't think the drink bit was very effective because of the sound. It was like not very, not it wasn't a good glass breaking sound. I reckon. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, when you watch it, specific. if you if you think that noise isn't good, you should um, write to Gabe and, and say. And then the you um, you were right. But then the blaster noises were good, so. Yeah, yeah, half no. the sound design was good, I and mean, then the other half was. I wonder who did it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't check who was the sound designer on this. Ludwig Göransson, who is the composer for all of Ryan Coogler's films, and is composing Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new film, his first non-Hans Zimmer for like ten years. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Good. Since the Prestige, yeah. Um, he does the score for this, and I think it's really good. It's n- unlike any other score in Star Wars. I agree. It's good. It's good to see, like, once again, it's a lot of percussions. How things are a bit different. Yeah. In these shows, it's good to see Star Wars not going orchestral. Yes, it's really nice because it's very good. J- J- John Williams's music. It's really good. It's really orchestral. It's, it's, you think John Williams' music is good? It's amazing, right? But it's good to, to get. I've just never heard somebody have this belief. It's really shocking me that you actually think the music's okay. But, Let alone good. It's good to see, you know, them like doing another type of music because it'd be, it would have been really easy to just do the same. It's probably I mean, it's it. probably a lot cheaper to just have Ludwig Göransson like play on his synthesizer for a while than to hire an entire orchestra for an episode of television. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot uh, better for writing. Bob Iger's just like it's we're a, not making Planet Earth here. But it's a lot better to write for writers to have lightsabers on the Force theme. That's true. Do, 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 you know, no, then, um, and then you get like ten more points on views. It's it's good that they actually committed on making something different. Yeah, no, it is good. I, I question how different it's going to be going forward because the end of this episode has me kind of worried. We'll see. We'll see. Um, um, what's um? Then he goes to meet Carl. He yeah. he he's kidnapping a bounty. Sorry, there's this great bit where a guy that he saves from these ruffians who he, he runs into at the bar is like really grateful and he's pushing the credits towards him to like try and pay oh, him off. And then he drops down this little coin thing and it brings up a hologram of the guy's face and you realise that he's his bounty. It's his bounty. It's, it's really good. And then he um, takes him on his ship, has to fight off a giant alien animal. Oh, the, the ship bit was funny. What, with the giant alien? No, no, no. Uh, they go and uh, they order a speeder to oh, yeah. drive and then That's it's, a, right. it's a droid. Right? And it was really it's cute. driven by a it droid. Was, it was really cute. It was like an R2. It was an R2, but it was completely covered. It was only the head. Yeah, yeah, he was just sitting in funny. there. Yeah. And, and then he had to bring a, a human. Yeah, the man so always says no droids. He doesn't like droids. And I think that's a better character development than the flashback that you mentioned. Yeah, way better. Like, way He doesn't like droids. And then later he meets a droid. Well, we'll get to it, but... Well, you already <laughs> spoil it. <laughs> but, but, the ga- but the gag is so funny, because he's like, no droids, and this shiny golden R2 speeder whooshes off. And then this other speeder comes in and it's literally like the junkiest, like broken down piece of crap you can imagine that's driven by a human. It was, it was like one of the pods from Phantom Menace. It's so funny. <laughs> and um, yeah, they, they head off together. Um, the driver is scanning the horizon for something, some kind of animal. They get off on the Mandalorian ship. 
and then the the bounty watches the driver drive off and they get destroyed by like some some animal that comes out of mm. the ice like this kind of walrus looking thing yeah and it starts beelining towards the ship and the bounty's going come on we gotta go we gotta go and then they get on the ship the walrus thing latches onto the ship and the mandalorian shoots the walrus thing with his electro bolt gun which is really cool something about editing yeah um, so they saw that the walrus went towards them. Yeah, yeah. And then went inside the ship. And you see the walrus eat, like, yeah. bite on the leg of the ship. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian looks outside and sees the walrus. Well, he's trying to take oh, off, right? and then he realizes it's latched on. Yeah. Do you think it would have worked better if you had the shot of the monster going towards the ship? Yeah. Then you kind of went to inside, and yeah. they can't get out, and then you see the walrus hanging from yeah, it. Yeah, it probably would have worked better, but it's not a huge problem, I think. Mm. Um... When he's got the bounty in space and they're traveling towards their home course, the bounty's trying to talk to him, and it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Midnight Run, where like he's just trying to pass the time by talking to the guy who's got him captive, and it's kind of cool. And I was sort of interested to see if he'd be like a more fleshed out character with him. <laughs> and then he's he feigns going to the bathroom, and he goes downstairs into the hold, and he's all handcuffed, and he starts looking around, and he finds all of these bounties encased in carbonite, and then like he finally. And then the the Mandalorian sneaks up behind him and knocks him out and freezes him in carbonite. And it's just good. It's really cool to see, like, that's a good bringing back of something that we've seen before in the universe in a very clever way. Because, of course, carbonite's used first in Empire as, like, an experimental almost thing. And it's cool to think that because the other Mandalorians knew how effective it was for transporting Han, it became, like, a commonly used thing from that point forward. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking of it just being reference. But actually, kind of makes sense. Because this is taking place after Jedi. It's actually the first piece of Star Wars canon in the film universe to take place between Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah. And hopefully it's going to solve a lot of the questions I have about Force Awakens. Well, when you you first heard that it was going to be about the rise of the First Order... Yeah. You were like, ah, really? Yeah, I'm not interested in the First Order. Yeah, but it kind of like a breach between... Force Awakens and Jedi. I just wish it didn't have to do much with like the existing Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, when he goes to uh, return his bounties, he meets up with Carl Weathers, oh. who I confused with Billy D. Williams in the last podcast. And I'm going to say it's because I knew Mandalorian was coming out and I knew Carl Weathers was in it. That's Baron. why I got confused. It wasn't Baron. because I was being racist. Baron, that's a really, really good excuse. All right. Yeah, good. Um, Carl Weathers, you know, you throw another chicken bone, bit of bit of pork shoulder you got the makings of a stew um carl lost his arm in happy gilmore weathers it's really it's i find it really fun that um carl weathers tries to what's this character's name carl what's weathers that? character i don't think we know any character's name no we don't we know the actors okay so carl weathers uh kind of like tries to base him off with imperial credits and yes like, oh, those are not good anymore mm. and that's like that's how they set up that the, the empire has been dissolved. That's how they set up the era. Yeah, exactly. Because up to that point, we didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah, and we, we, we get we more clues following this scene, of course. And I love that he pays him off instead with calamari credits, which like look like little fish credits. Like they're they're all translucent. Yeah, they look, look like really a, uh, fish chips. They look like Tide Pods. Tide Pods. <laughs> it's really cool to see like currency in Star Wars. It's like they always yeah. say, you know, Republic credits, credits will do fine. And it's cool to see like the different currencies. Yeah, it's a bit like um, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> What? Uh, credits. Republican credits don't work here. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, oh. they won't. Jedi no, mind tricks won't. do not work on me. Only money. Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. 
Mm. Um, but I, I thought it was the same with the credits. I thought it was interesting to see a post Empire world yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's not like someone like Bonnie Hunters. Yeah, they yeah. Must, now that the, all the currency is useless, it's, gonna, it's like I felt like that could be if they kept that going, that atmosphere. Of yeah. Like, what actually what happens after the empire is done? I think they're pinching that, towards that. That'd be sure. a really well, that'd be really cool. I'm trying to get to it. So the next scene, he asks Carl Weathers, you know what's going on, and Carl Weathers basically offers a bunch of bounties that aren't worth much. And he's like, "What's the biggest bounty?" He's like, "There is a job, pays a huge amount. Um, you've just got to go to this place and meet this guy. Are you sure you want this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he goes to meet this guy. It's in like the shitty part of town. Is the Mandalorian seen before that? Or after? It's after. It's after. It's after. Of course it's after. It's after he's been Of bait. course, of course, yeah. And um, he goes to like the shitty part of town. He wanders into basically like a um, an abandoned shack. And he walks into a group of stormtroopers whose armor looks trashed. It's so dirty. I love it. <laughs> it looks like uh, they're the armor pieces from Rogue One. And they yeah. left it somewhere once, and they're like, "Oh, now we're in this show. We can just use this." And they didn't even like dress them or anything. They yeah, Greg just, Fraser just just had them in his cupboard and was like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah, they're they're covered in already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They look great. I love how trash they look. Yeah, they're the last remnants. Like it makes it makes me feel like the those soldiers have like lived pride. through some shit. Yeah, they have pride to the empire. Yeah, because I'm like, if you're still wearing that and the empire's over, you must really be loyal. Because like. Immediately, like if World War Two ended tomorrow and you were a Nazi soldier, you'd take your nope. uniform, you'd burn your uniform. You'd burn it off. These guys are like, no, nah, we're sticking with the Empire. And maybe because... There's something really cool about... Yeah. Maybe because... What? They're headed by... No, I don't know the guy's name. I can't pronounce that properly. I'm Werner Herzog and I have travelled to Antarctica have to you tell see- you the story of the ancient caves... And also to appear in Star Wars The Mandalorian for some reason. Have you seen my film, Nagira, The Wrath of God? The one the one Herzog film Gabe seen, which is also one of the best <laughs> the Herzog one, films. The one that opens with like a four minute shot of people climbing up um climbing up the steps to Machu Picchu. Yep. So good. Mm-hmm. What a with great like, film. With like a thousand extras. Yeah, like a chain of people going from one side of the mountain to the other. Yeah, the, and, company, the, company, the shot starts on one side and then it's kind of like fans over well, to like the, another mountain. And it's just imagine people. Werner Herzog in his dulcet German tone saying, Okay, cut. Let's do another one. The men with the alpacas <laughs> go back to the summit. And then, and then, the and men then, with the packs go back to the point. And then the PA is like, Okay, everyone, <laughs> we take another shot. The PA translates into, into like audible dialogue. Werner Herzog is like, such a legend. It's so weird seeing him in Star Wars. Like, So, so he's going to be like Force Whitaker. Now everyone's going to know him for this. I'm really grateful that he ramped up to it though. Because like, I remember five or six years ago how shocked I was. Because I'd just done a massive Herzog bender. And I'd watched, um, I'd watched basically in like one year, I'd watched Grizzly Man, Rescue Dawn, um, Invincible, which is a great film about a, um, a Jewish strongman in World War II. I'd watched um, oh, Uncle, Uncle Bowie, who can recall his past lives. That, I don't know if that's Herzog, actually. I'd basically... And, and Fitzcarraldo, all the great ones, the Klaus Kinski era. Like, I'd watched a lot of his films just out of curiosity. <laughs> Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. I'd watched a lot of films out of fascination. And then I, w- I went to see Jack Reacher. And guess who the fucking villain is? Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, yeah. When I was in Siberia, 
I ate off my fingers to survive the frost. And then he like gets this Jersey guy to like chop his own fingers off. It's great. Um, yeah, he's really good in it. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck? Why are you in like a big Hollywood Tom Cruise production? And then right after that, pretty much right after that, he's in Rick and Morty. And I was like, what? Why are you in this? Who is in Rick and Morty? He's Shrimply Pibbles, the, the greatest uh, civil rights leader of the galaxy, who um, Jerry needs to donate his penis oh. to have the heart transplant. <laughs> I've been at parties. What, what's the great line? Humans, of course they won't listen. Humans only care about their penises. I've been at parties celebrations and gatherings where humans would hold up thermoses water bottles and pencils and say look at me i'm so and so dick i never fail to see it get the laugh Werner herzog is a fucking madman for those who don't know i was telling gabe before that he got shot in the stomach with a 22 caliber rifle while he was filming an interview you could find this online he's just like talking i believe it's to mark commode and they're just standing together in like south central and then somebody takes a fucking shot at herzog and then they go back and they're sitting in like a living room to do the interview and Herzog's like, yes, I'm alright, I'm alright. And then Marco and, and Marco Mo's like, well, let's see where you got shot. He lifts up his shirt. He's fucking bleeding from the bullet hole. And Herzog's just pulls down his shirt. He's like, no, 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 it's, it's not a serious injury. And it's like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. He's such a madman. I love him. He's so good. It ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. Um, meets with Herzog. Herzog is like, a leader of some kind from the Empire. He wears an Imperial medallion hmm. around his neck. And he pays our Mandalorian with a... I don't know the name of it. But it's kind of like this this medal. It's like a silver brick. It's like a, a metal, small brick. And he says, oh, there's, there's a ton more coming. Like 10,000 more coming if you get the job done. I love the language of cinema where like you can't have the ring from Lord of the Rings land like a normal ring where it just it's got to be like thud like really loud to emphasize it and this brick when he puts it down it like echoes through the room <laughs> it's so good it's like the size of a credit card and it makes a noise so big oh it's like the size of a credit card but like two inches thick it's true that's true so um then we have the Americans you know American not American Mexican standoff I think it's before that. I think it's as he enters, because that guy interrupts them. Well, that guy interrupts them halfway yeah. through, I think after the money thing. But I don't know, there was, there's the Mexican style. Yeah, yeah, where he holds his rifle with one hand and he's blasted with the other. Yeah, it's great. But here's something I found interesting about the Stormtroopers, yeah. which I was going to say earlier, uh, was that um, they have, like, really small guns. They've got the, the DL-44 or whatever they are, blasters, right? One of them has a blast, and then some of the other ones have, like, small handguns. Oh, cool. Which met, which is, again, it feels like the... They're desperate. The, um, yeah, the Empire is desperate. They're using any weapons they have. I honestly didn't notice that. That's a cool thing. I was, yeah, I was looking at their guns constantly, mm. because I was like, that's very interesting. You're like, I want to buy that toy. <laughs> and, like, unlike this, the troopers looked like... They looked tired and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Really they sound exhausted. It. I love the guy they got to voice them because he sounds like the original guy who voiced all the troopers. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'd have to watch it again, but I feel like they got a guy who sounds very similar, it's, which it's I, I not like. The guy from Rock One. The guy they must from have Rogue. someone from. Rogue they must One. have a voice. I think every like twenty years they just like find a baby and they're like, "You will be the stormtrooper voice <laughs> when you grow up." They, they do that with Puppetin's voice. No, they just hot and fucking keep Ian McDermott alive. No, but like in, for the shows, they get the one guy that sounds a lot like him. Oh, sure. And he's it's not, not Meister Klasser. It's not just like Sam Witwer, right? They get him to do everything now. 
Like he's Darth Maul in Rogue One. He's the Sam he's Whipper. the guy in he's the guy in Force Unleashed. He's the motion capture mm. and the voice. He's in everything. You know who is the voice of Palpatine? It's the guy from The Mist. Uh, you know the, what the Frank Darabont's no, guy? No, no, no. yeah, the, the guy he always yeah. works with who, Frank who, Darabont. The, the guy Dale in Walking Dead. No, 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 no. It's the it's a younger guy. It's uh the one of the military guys in Walking Dead. No, in the in the Mist. Oh fuck! The military guy in the mist. Yeah, find his I'm, name. I just yeah yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, he accepts right. the, he accepts the payment, and then we get um, a scene that I think both of us think is kind of underwhelming, where the Mandalorian and, and all throughout the first twenty minutes, everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're a Mandalorian! Like you're a serious deal! Like I've heard the stories! Like his bounty is saying to him, I heard the stories about you. I'm yeah, really fascinated Sam with you." Sam Witwer. Oh, it is Sam Witwer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in all of Frank Darabont's stuff. He's like the dead body in um, The Walking Dead. Well, that's because they were going to do the, the spin-off. Yeah, the really? AMC thing, which is nuts. Um, yeah, no, that's hilarious. That I thought of Sam Witwer earlier. Um, but what happened is... Yeah, so the bounty's saying, um, you're a Mandalorian. Like, these guys are so esteemed. And he goes to the Mandalorian's hideout, I guess. Mm. And it's just like a bar where a few guys are hanging out. And there's it's like kids a, running it's around. It's not even a bar, it's just a tunnel. It's just a tunnel. But but it, it's not like... There's nothing special about it. Which I get that this show is trying to do a grounded take on Star Wars. Which I'm loving up until this point. But I don't know. It just seems like for all the acclaim praised upon these guys well, that's, that's the it's weird with, that they live in just the middle of this town in the different versions of the Mandalorians it's always been a bit like that Mandalorians were used, used to be a huge thing and ever since an event I don't know which event yeah exactly they are like reduced and they're like just they're like a tribe do right you now. think the show is going to be about him reclaiming the glory of the Mandalorians and becoming just like his mm-hmm. ancestors no we'll see the end then I feel we'll like they're hinting towards that very heavily with this episode. They hinted at it sometimes, but we'll talk about the end then. He visits... what that possibly means. But here's the thing with the Mandalorian hideout. The problem with it, apart from the lighting, it looks like Solo. Yeah. But the thing with it... It's very dark and very hard to see what's going on. Yeah, the thing with it is that there's barely nothing on the walls or there is nothing on... No, there is. You just can't see it. There's some like this, like, nothing on the walls, nothing anywhere. It's it's a bit yeah un undressed yeah yeah, yeah. well the other scenes on the show are really well dressed oh right before this you have an incredible set of like him walking through the streets and they've got like they've got that creepy little alien from Return of the Jedi getting barbecued it's great yeah so they they have like texture and they, life. they spend so much time on like all the sets except mm. the Mandalorian one which is meant to be very important well, one. I'm assuming we'll be there a couple more times at least in the show. He meets with who I can only guess is like... She's not just a blacksmith, obviously. She's like... She seems sort of like his... Um, she seems like the tribe leader. She does seem sort of like a tribe leader, yeah. The, he meets with this tribe leader who is also wearing Mandalorian armour. Um, it's well, much I more mean, sleek than the, his. It's much more narrow. All the Mandalorians wear Mandalorian armour. They never take it off. It's great. Great companions. Great dinner they, they, guests. They, they, they eat through a tube. They eat through a tube, yeah, exactly. Um, um, she takes the... He offers up the credits and uh, the calamari credits and the piece of metal and she takes part of it to donate to the tribe and then she moulds the other part of it into a shoulder pad for mm. him. Like a um, 
don't know what's called in armor, but yeah, it's like a shoulder. It's a shoulder piece, yeah. and she melts it on. She melts it into armor and places it on him, and it's meant to be this really big kind of ceremonial thing. And that stuff I like a lot. Mm. What I don't like is while she's making it, we get flashbacks to I was a child once, and bad things happened, and that's why I'm where and I am now. Explosions. I'm so emotionally street. distant because bad things happened to me. It's just a swallow as Genesa. I just want. <laughs> I just want to cut in like every single like child watching their parents. Like I want to just intercut it with the opening of Watchmen. I want to intercut it with um, the opening of Watchmen. Is the, the, good, the, t- the TV series. Oh, that opens with like a kid watching his parents die. Oh. I want to intercut it with like um, Papa Kent in Man of Steel with the tornado whisking him up. I want to intercut it with like um, uh, Mike, uh, not Michael Vito in Godfather Part Two, watching his mother get killed in front of him. Just like all these, all these parents, <laughs> kids watching their parents die. Maybe, maybe I th- Harry Potter seeing his parents die. What I was thinking is that this is just a video game, and every time he gets a new piece of metal, he's gonna get a new piece of armor and get a new piece of flashback. Oh, it's like, like a, a it's like game. a leader battle angel, where every time she uses one of her powers, like she <laughs> unlocks like her, she <laughs> unlocks her memory. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched the leader. Did I tell you? No, you didn't. It's um, it's. Pretty How's good. It it's pretty good. Like actually, it it was more enjoyable. That bar scene is just like unbelievable. Like oh, that, the, the dog bit is like. Ugh. Oh, I like. Oh, where she wipes the dog's blood on her face. Well, the fact that she cares so much about this stupid dog, and then she puts, she uses the blood of the dog to put it on her face. So fucked up. I love it. Like what? Really? No, but like no. Before that, when she's fighting all the other. Um, all the other well, what you mean when you, what you mean when she's the best fighter of all Love time it. for no it's great. reason? No, it's all. not for no reason. And there's a reason, but no, she's, she's really good. She's from Mars, it's, it's, man. It's, it's, she's it's, like a it's funny. interplanetary. She's literally a battle angel. It's it's funny how you were saying that in Mandalorian. Yeah. There's a moment that Mandalorian is trying to do something and he's failing, and you said, "Oh, I don't like this character. He's not relatable. He's not perfect at everything." But she tries to do like rollerball and fails, and she fails in her first fight. Don't forget, she gets injured, and then with um Jerushka, she gets like chopped in half. It's great. Mm. Yeah, it's um yeah the Mandalorian hideout is probably the worstly designed set. Um, I I don't think it's terrible. I just think you're right about the way that it's so poorly lit. All the other sets were really good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's the worst by comparison, for sure. By comparison. Um, the budget on this show is incredible. Mm. Like, I mean, there's so many shots that have CG animals. Um, there's heaps of so many space stuff on the ships. Practical so stuff. much practical stuff. It's great. It really feels like Star Wars for a huge amount of it. It's um, good. They're doing a good job with the production of it. Absolutely. For the for it being the first, you know, live action show because it, it's weird to think this is the first Star Wars live action show. It is weird to think. But this is, in fact, the worst Star Wars live action show. Yeah, this is the first one because um, it's whenever we have we've had shows, it's always been animated for some yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. You had um, Jendi Tarkovsky's um, Clone Wars, then you had Dave Filoni's Clone Wars. Yeah. Now we have Dave Filoni's Mandalorian. Oh, by the way, Jendi Tarkovsky brought out this new show called Primal that um, my coworker watched, and he says it's amazing. It's about yeah. like a prehistoric man with a dinosaur, and apparently, it's like really brutal, really interesting. It's like almost silent for a huge amount of it. Apparently, it's like unbelievable. And, and then you get really, really deep dialogue scenes between the the guy and the dinosaur, right? <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. No, he's prehistoric, so he just says, <laughs> and the dinosaur's like, <laughs> good dinosaur noises. Are we just gonna do dinosaur noises for our? If we ever do Jurassic Park, okay, we do Jurassic Park. We're gonna start off by doing our best impressions of the, of the dinosaurs. <laughs> Clever girl. 
No, nah, we've got to sing the we've got to sing the music. Yeah, and it's then, and then I'm gonna make the T Rex noise. I'm gonna fail at it. No, what are you doing? I know. I can't it's do it. Close. I wish I could do. You know the one voice of like a creature I wish I could do because it's so cool is the predators like crackle. I wish I could do the grudge sound effect. Oh, and just I like can the, do it. the the ticking like crackling noise. Fuck! That was disgusting. That that was perfect. <laughs> Fuck, I can't do it right now. I need to practice again. There's a great video online of Peter Cullen talking about like how he got the predator noise, and it was because he had like a blood throat, and he like. It's a bit like that. It was pretty close, yeah. It's more high pitched though. It's like it's very, high pitched. It's unique, yeah. yeah. Are you excited for the Crouch remake? Did you see the trailer? It's oh, like man. the worst trailer. Looked, like you said that, and you say a lot of like <laughs> exaggerated <laughs> stuff. I watched it and was like. Oh yeah, this is the worst trailer I've ever seen. It's really bad. Speaking of bad trailers, um, Sonic looks awesome. <laughs> looks actually really fun. I'm not going to see it, I, but it looks no, fun. No, I actually feel like that's a movie I should give money to because everyone's saying that. Yeah, because the fact that they listen to their audience, imagine, it's pretty cool. It's it's pretty amazing. Look, I'll, this is the this is the first time I've seen something. Like okay, that. you and I will buy a ticket as long as you promise we don't have to actually go to the theater and watch it because. Everything about it looks cool. The humor looks fucking annoying. Yeah, and I do so not want to watch Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik dancing in his trailer. Uh, and think- Jim, Jim Carrey looks really, really... St- like I know it's Jim Carrey, but he looks really, really stupid in it. I, I kind of feel like I want to watch it just because of the that scene that we see on Sonic's World. That'll be like, like the first two minutes. No, that's going to be the, the last, final that's one gonna be minute. The last one minute. And I'm yeah. like, oh man, I want to see Sonic running through Green Hill. I want to see him running on the Great Wall of China. That looked cool. I didn't even that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Why, I do why, not why want to see a Sonic movie. Why don't they just make an action movie? I think they are. It's from the producers no. of Fast and Furious. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be no, action. It's going to be comedy. Yeah, because everything's a Marvel movie now. But no, it's, 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 it's obviously directed for... Uh, 10 year olds and stuff like that absolutely really young audience the audience that didn't go see Detective Pikachu yeah and they should have that movie that movie was actually pretty fun it was really fun yeah it was like a really solid like middle of the road good adventure movie yeah yeah you know and and it had the least uh, cliffhanger of all time oh yeah it had like a very certain ending like everything and then it's like wow that's it that's it for the story yeah it's over it's like great. no sequels nothing it's perfect probably if, if they wanted to do a sequel they would go to Ash oh well yeah but then it's not Detective Pikachu 2 it's Pokemon it's Pokemon yeah, yeah. they would go to Pokemon straight it's Pokemon Begins Pokemon Origins Ash Pokemon Returns <laughs> Pokemon The Last Ash Bender <laughs> Pokemon Dark Fate <laughs> po- Pokemons <laughs> Last of the Pokemons. <laughs> Last of the Pokemons. <laughs> That's another one. Instead of heat, it's just balls. Oh god, what else? Pokemon two. Never go. Never poke back. No Pokemon. Um, two Pokemon two. Two Pokemon. Two Pokemon. Two Mon. Two Pokemon. Um, oh, we, we were arguing Poke- Pokemon Two, Pokey Drift. We, we were arguing Pokemon Dawn of Justice. <laughs> um, we were arguing what should be the next title for Fast and Furious. The next <laughs> what Fast and Furious. What did we come up with? 
what was something nine? What was what was it with nine? I forgot. F nine. I think it's just gonna be F nine. F nine. Um. What? If, yeah. What could it be? Fast and Furious ninth year. I don't know. What could it be? The ninth adventure or something like that. Yeah. The ninth car. <laughs> the ninth car. The ninth Furious. It's just gonna be F nine. I'm pretty certain. F nine sounds cooler than Fast Nine or like Furious Nine. Yeah, the, the, but the thing with fun. What is your What is your favorite? Having watched like every one of them except one to four, so like half of them. <laughs> yeah, well, you've watched what most Probably, people consider uh, the good ones. I'd say eight. Yeah, eight. Eight is pretty great. Like it had good motivation. Man, like, I f- why is Vin Diesel going to be bad? No, that sounds really stupid. And then it was like, oh, it's not that stupid. It's actually not that stupid. Um, I watched F. Gary Gray's interview on Men in Black International and how he was basically forced to do it. As part of his um, deal with uh, par- with Universal, oh my god, that guy! Like I, f- like he's an incredibly successful director, and he's going to be fine. But I feel so bad that he had to do that movie. Fucking hell! Because Fast Eight's great. He should have been able to do whatever he wanted oh, after that. It's the guy that did Fast. Yeah, he did Fast Eight. He did the Italian Job as well. Hmm. Which is why there's that Italian Job uh, reference in the movie, and in Hobbs and Shaw, there's an Italian Jobs reference. Oh my god, I forgot to mention in in yeah. the Lorian. There is the best reference I've ever seen. Which? Uh, the, the the criminal says he wanted to make it somewhere by Life Day. No one listening to this knows what Life Day is in Star I Wars. I have no idea what you're talking about. But this is from the Star Wars Holiday Special. They don't celebrate the Christmas. The Star Wars Holiday Special they it doesn't exist. Celebrate, they don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Life Day. So the Star Wars Holiday Special... It's canon now. That's great. It's canon. It's so funny. I started laughing. I wonder if that's what the finale is. Just like a high budget recreation of the Star Wars holiday special. Instead of that's, Wookiees, why, that's why it has to come out around a Rise of Skywalker for December. It's, it's, instead of Wookiees, it's Mandalorians. There's little Mandalorians with a helmet. What if Rise of Skywalker... You know how um, Kevin Smith was on set and the crew members warned him, don't look, it's the final shot. It's so amazing. You don't want to see it. Imagine if it's just the holiday special, like Christmas setting. <laughs> that's how it ends. Man, that would be great. Imagine if JJ just like burns it all down. He he's like Yoda in Last Jedi, and he just like fuck it, I'm burning it all down. He might metaphorically. Well, accidentally, I'm I'm saying deliberately. He just like ends it. Well, that's, that's what I mean. He's Imagine if be... you ruined both Star Trek and Star Wars. Why didn't ruin Star time. Trek? Well, have you seen Picard? Kurtzman, Kurtzman ruined. That's Kurt, Alex Kurtzman. Kurtzman's still writing Picard, isn't he? Yeah, that's oh. why Picard is going to be the worst ever because he's writing it. Mate, I'm sorry, him? Alex Kurtzman, but I don't like your writing. Alex Kurtzman, um, I loved your movie The Mummy. I thought it was deeply underappreciated uh-huh, as a it. cinematic work of genius. Honestly, I didn't see it because you wrote it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Shut up. Um, the Mummy, fucking terrible. Uh, did you see the Invisible Man trailer? No, why would I? No, no, no. The, this is the Lee 1L one. I ran to Lee 1L in an elevator and talked to him about this. Oh. It's his new film with Elizabeth Moss. I've got to show you this trailer. It looks phenomenal. It will pop time it's, like it's Blumhouse. It, it's not Dark Universe. It's just him doing a take on the what? Invisible. The Dark Universe is dead until but it no, comes back. K- Kevin, no, Paul Feige. Oh no, that's not Dark Universe. That's called Dark Army, and it stars the Universal monsters. But somehow, it's not part of the Dark Universe. Is this tough to tra- keep track of? <laughs> you know that Bride of Frankenstein was still active until like a month ago with Bill Condon directing, who's like an incredible could you, could, director. Could you imagine with Angelina Jolie. 
Could you imagine them making Bride of Frankenstein before Frankenstein? Well, you know, it doesn't make sense. This well, sense. I mean, that's what DCEU did by making Harley Quinn more interesting than Joker, and now they're in this weird position where like she's opening a movie and he's not. She's not interesting. Well, he opened a movie, Joker. Yeah, not that Joker. Can you imagine Joaquin with Harley Quinn for like Suicide Squad Harley Quinn? <laughs> Can you imagine Joaquin walking into Suicide Squad for those scenes? I'm not going to hurt you. My mother always told me <laughs> to be Quinn. nice to my friends. Harley Quinn is like sitting guys back as with her. Robot and he's was, just dancing. And, and he's saying, we're living as a side. <laughs> Everyone. Harley, you're my top girl. We need to talk about this song. When are we getting Joker into the Jokerverse? Where it's Jack Nicholson's <laughs> Heath Ledger's Leto's. Do you want to see Spider-Man the Spider-Man in, version? No. Yeah, the sequel. Sounds good. I want oh, to see what? it. There's a sequel coming out. Why? 20, the, movie 2021. So well. the, movie, the story was so well. No. He, sho- he shows up in Spider-Man the Animated Series from the 60s just, at the end. Just, Perfect setup. Just make another Spider-Man movie. It doesn't have to be into the Spider-Verse. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if they do keep with the twist from Far From Home. I think they have to, right? Well, which... When next Spider-Man? You next, mean the live action? Yeah, live action. With the Far From Home um, finale. Oh, no. They've they got to keep that... Yeah, it's going to be cool to see what they do with that, if anything. Because the Marvel films have no consequence, ever. You know so. what's going to be really, really good? Yeah. Not having having a whole year with no Marvel movies. That's what... No, Widow's shooting. It's not... It's not 2020. That's movie. why my theory about Nolan might win a year. No, but it's Fast 8 is coming out the same I, I think Tenet might just do it. Maybe. Fast 9 is going to make it. Fast and 9 will make $4 billion. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Fast 9 outgrosses Endgame. Wonder Woman is going to make more money. Did you hear the rumours about Wonder Woman? About the early screening? No. Apparently it's not good. Pedro I'm Pascal's more. in it. Oh my God, talking no. about Mandalorian. He's oh. the villain. Oh my god, another DC movie that is not good. Yeah, they've balanced the scales again. They've had three good ones. It's time for a stinker. Uh, well, I'll be sad well, if... Well, three? Four. Three good ones. Four. Wait, what's the fourth? I mean, Wonder Wait. Woman... Oh, right? sorry, of course, yeah. No. Would well, you say it's not? It's, I, I'd it's say average. Wonder Woman's fine. It's fine. It's I'd like say the first, two, the first two-thirds of it are great. Up until oh, no, yeah. up until the scene where they gas the villagers, I think the movie's fantastic. And that scene's great. As soon as um, David Thewlis becomes the villain, it sucks. It's, it's awful. That, that's it's actually like, generally awful. It's worse than Black Panther. It's, yeah, wor- yeah, it's, yeah, it's a worse finale that. than Black Panther's like, finale. Before that, it's really good. Before that's great. Like the scene where she goes across no man's land is like one of the great that's scenes. Like one of, of the superhero. best superhero scenes. Absolutely, it's it's, it's like when Christopher Reeve first flies as Superman. You're like, this is like iconic for all time. It's not portals. Well, no, but I, I don't <laughs> I don't love portals I as love much portals. as yeah I know I know it's really epic. But you love Lord of the Rings. Like you've got a good basis for like epic movie like battles and like how they feel. I don't think portals is that epic. But it's not about the battles. I know, that's true. It's that's about the point. characters. It's, it's not about the battles. It's about the characters. My favourite part in No Man's Land... The real battle was the friends the, we the made along the way. The best part of No Man's Land is not... Her it's not the battle. The, bullets, yeah. the battle is the worst part. The action is awful. Of the best Wonder part, Woman, yeah. Yes, the best part is when she... First of all, when she doesn't say, Oh, but I'm a woman. Mm. I would have hated if she said that. The best part is that she says, Oh, I need to do something. And then she takes off her costume, and so you see the costume full glare. Yeah, I can't remember she her exact line. Up, it's really good, though. And then... Is this something like, but I have to do something? Yeah, yeah. And then they shoot her, and then she deflects the bullet for the first time, and it's like, and she's having glorious. fun. It's great. It's glorious. It's good. And 
that's why it's good. It's not... The fucking action sucked. You're forgetting about the most transcendent scene of DC cinema, which is when Aquaman didn't say, my man, for the entirety of Aquaman. My man. My man! No, I think... No, you... Dun, you, you dun, 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 yeah, dun. I was going to say, that music, <laughs> when, when Black Manta first enters... No, no, no. Oh, no, it's, it's not. It's Ocean Master. When they land, Ocean Master and... and the tan 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 it's Ocean Master music it's Ocean Master music Black Mantis is cool though too that scene where he walks in and takes off his helmet for the first time is like I immediately just was geeking out like this fucking rules I think the best part of the action scene is when the guy guy's helmet breaks so he puts it on the bathroom what? on the toilet he puts his head on the toilet oh that's in the middle fight scene in the, in the fight scene yeah 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 in the, in the Sicily fight scene that's good stuff. Um, yeah, pa- Pedro Pascal's in Wonder Woman, so we're segueing back to Mandalorian. Yes, Mandalorian. Um, yeah, so he takes the job from Werner Herzog. The only clue he gets is so that it's... We already did the play. The play, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, but, he, but the only clues he gets is that the target is 50 years old and that he was last seen at these certain coordinates. So he goes to this planet and he immediately gets attacked by like a piranha-looking creature with legs. It's great. They, they, they definitely did a... That was a complete copy of New Hope when he's looking through the binoculars. And then there's an animal right close and to And then him. the animal comes right on his face. It's good because when he's looking at them in the distance, they look tiny. And then like it comes close and you're like, oh wow, it's like the size of <laughs> size of a rhino. And then he bites his arm off and it doesn't come off at all. <laughs> yeah, no, he like sinks his teeth into um, the Mandalorian's arm and he's, he's okay. Hmm. He gets saved by Nick Nolte. Mm. Who is looking great these days. He's looking great. He, he looks so much better than when we last saw him <laughs> with his DUI. You yeah. know that hilarious thing about... This? So this is the most famous image of Nick Nolte. I'm going to show it to you for a second. When he was arrested for his DUI. I want you to like look at this photo for a second. This yeah. is so funny. Nick, Nick Nolte is an incredible actor, but he's really like one of those actors who like he, was ruined by alcohol and drugs. So look at that photo, right? That's the most famous photo of him, Whoa, right? he looks better in the show. He does look he better in the joking. show. Do you want to hear something funny? Do you know what that photo's from? It's when he got arrested, but do you know why he looks like that? Why? Because he was filming Ang Lee's Hulk. That's literally why he looks like that. Isn't that hilarious? That's hilarious. So I was watching... Um, That's the most long-standing thing Ang Lee's Hulk has left us with. Um, I, 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 love I was that watching uh, I saw I watched when I was younger. So when I was wondering how it was. It's that 70s show. Oh yeah, I've seen any of it. May, uh, May showed me a bit of it. Yeah, I, I don't love it. I think if if you yeah, if you watched it when I was younger, yeah, like me, you would have sure. liked it. But it's not the first. It has all right moments. But it's um, got Topher Grace. Can't complain. Yeah, Topher Grace. Is, that's how he started. It's pretty I, good. I know. Uh, Austin Kutcher. Kutcher. Mila Kunis. Yeah. They are a couple throughout I, the whole show. And, and in they, life, they married. They're both such good people. Like I hate that they're both incredibly good looking, and they're both incredibly good people. Like he's like advocating for. Rich. Yeah, but he's like advocating for like he's like doing serious work to stop child sex trafficking in the world, and she's like donating to a bunch of charities to help with like um, breast cancer and shit. Like, I'm like, fuck you for being beautiful, talented, rich, and like generous. How dare you? How, How dare fucking you? dare you? How list on is a Scientologist? Yeah, he's just balancing the scales for all <laughs> of us. Of supporting a religion that kidnaps people routinely. Okay, uh, what was I going to say about uh, Sony's show? Yeah, there's um. Laurie, uh, Toffer's, uh, Toffer Gray's sister, called Laurie. I forgot the actor's name. I should probably look it up before That's all right. go into I can't it. wait to see how you tie this into the Mandalorian. <laughs> no, it's... Um, wait, Laurie? It... Mandy Lorian? No, I'm tying it to... Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. DUI? Yeah, the I'm just DUI. watching your hangover formula in your head come together. 
I'm, I'm seeing you like Charlie Day in bloody um, Always Sunny. Uh, well, drawing this, on your chart. That this is like, oh uh, yeah, Lisa Robin Kelly. Yeah, show me a photo. Oh yeah. All right. What happened to her? Oof. See, after four seasons. Yeah. They changed the actress. Why? In the, in the fourth season, she's like barely on it. Did she have substance issues? Well, she, she got had like huge drug problems mm. and like uh, alcoholism and stuff. And, and was she young? Uh, yeah. She oh, was man, like really sucks. young, like on her 20s and then died like last year, I think. That sucks. Or like a couple of years ago, actually. But yeah, it's it's like, it's a bit like, I don't know, Nick Nolte reminded me of that well my, mine was funny and yours was just sad because Nick Nolte's fine like he's in Star Wars now he's okay was in Star Wars with and she's in rehab with... still no it's just god I showed uh, May She's the Man for the first time which is one of those great teenage comedies from my youth which is a remake of Twelfth Night um, but with like a chick who wants to be on the on the soccer team at her high school but then she can't be because um, the girls soccer team like is getting shut down so she moves to her brother's high school and pretends to be her brother so she can play on the boys' team. I think and I've seen this, yeah. It's a good film. It's really... Vinnie Jones is the football coach, which mm. is hilarious because Vinnie Jones was a disqualified soccer player for, like, bad behaviour. And, um... But anyway, there's this great... Amanda Bynes. Like, Amanda Bynes. You watch her in that movie and you're like, oh my god, you're going places. And then she became Amanda Bynes. And I had to explain to May what happened to her. What happened to her? Oh, she, like, tried to burn down her neighbor's house and, like, um, wrecked some cars. And she's been in rehab for, like, ten years straight. She's had a pretty rough I mean, life. we did talk about Austin Kircher and Mila Kunis and how amazing they are. And then yeah, they're the exception. Know. They're the exception, not the it's rule. Good. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah, Anyways, Nick Nolte, was... looking fantastic. Yeah, great facial expressions. Really beautiful snout on that man. And it's great. There's, like, a scene that reminds me of the big country where, he, like... Well, uh, here's the thing. He, he has a... He has a fake face. I don't it's, think it's, it's Nick Nolte acting. I think it's, not, it's just Nick Nolte's voice. It's just his voice, of course. And there's a, an actor who's like puppeting the uh, the head. Yeah, and it's, it's a really good puppet. It's great. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene where he tries to teach uh, the Mandalorian how to ride one of the animals. And it reminds me a lot of like the big country where he just keeps failing and failing. Hmm. And that's when I said to Gabe, all we needed was one scene of Ray crashing a ship. Yes. All we needed was one scene of Jin... I don't. Jin does, Jin's not really great in anything, though. No, but he has a very, like, she has a lot of like flashbacks of like, oh, how much she loves her father. Like, she has one flashback in the whole movie. No, but we also have her as a kid and like. Stuff yeah, like that. that's what I mean by that. She's raised so, by a terrorist. She knows how to like be a terrorist. But we need one scene of Han crashing an Imperial cruiser. It's just nice to see characters fail. It really is. Like, people... I don't know why it's become so rare in movies now, but it's not wasting time to see a character learn something. Hmm. I think people are afraid of putting scenes of people learning because they're worried that people will feel like they're at school. And I don't understand that logic. That's not... That's not real logic, is it? I don't know. Then it's flawed. It feels like there's it's something... You know, you know how the ending of Chernobyl in the courtroom... Spoilers if you haven't watched Chernobyl, but like... It's literally, it's literally a guy explaining to us how a nuclear reactor works, and it's like the most engaging thing I've ever watched. Yeah, it's so good. But it shouldn't do, be as entertaining. Do, as do you know what happens there? What? The first episode is so high action intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intensity, and you hooked. have no idea how it happened. You're hooked. Yeah, and you spend and the whole the show wanting to figure out like, how it happened. Yeah. Well, the thing is that the audience, an audience that is used to seeing faster things, is hooked. And then you can like slowly. It's a great point. It. It's a really great point. 
Well, with Ray, she's perfect, and she's perfect, and she's gonna lose to Kylo Ren in the next movie. If she doesn't, I'm gonna. No, no, she's gonna kill the Emperor single-handed, hundred percent. She's gonna. So the Emperor's gonna kill Kylo in like two seconds, and he's gonna fight Ray for like four minutes, and then Ray's gonna win. I still hope that the ending is just Palpatine versus Darth Plagueis. That is Snoke, and that's it. I have no new hope. Um, Mandalorian. Kind of cool. And uh, they, and they, yeah, he, he rides the animals and they go to like this village. I found it funny because they said, oh, we sent many bunny hunters. Mm, none have made it. And none have made it, right? And he's like, he arrives doesn't there look that and he's looking, hard. yeah, it doesn't look that hard at all. He arrives there and watches for like two seconds and then another bounty hunter who is an IG-88 robot IG-88. walks up and is voiced by Taika Waititi who directs one of these episodes and I'm sure the robot's gonna, or another version of it's I, gonna I think be it's that. gonna be multi versions. Yeah. And they're gonna have like a beef against Mandarin now. Oh yeah, hopefully, that'd be good. Um, he walks up and immediately just starts killing everyone. Best droid we've seen in Star Wars in an action scene. No L three. In an action scene. <laughs> no L three. L three blows up. Yeah, exactly. She's great. <laughs> anyway, it was like the thing um, with the IG eighty eight. Yeah, like, it's all like on wheels. Even the eyes. I mean the face. It, like on, on wheels. No, on wheels. So like. Internally, like, it turns around. Constantly. The way it moves is incredible. It's so cool. Like, it, it moves like a lunky robot, but it can also turn really fast. Yeah. So, the way it kills people is it just turns to face them and just keeps firing, and its arms just articulate around it. It's great. It's, like, one of the most creative things in Star Wars. Here's the thing, me going back to, you know, this being, like, the Clone Wars. He is really cool, but he's really OP. In the Clone Wars? No, in this. Oh, yeah, massively so OP. OP. He, like, kills... 20 people like like it's nothing yeah it's it's nuts but um, and then yeah Mandalorian joins him and, and there's I like that they fight together scene. it's cool to see them fight together yeah I like that he keeps trying to blow himself up that's quite funny yeah he's like I cannot be captured I need to self-destruct and Mandalorian's like don't self-destruct we've got to fight our way out of this I feel like that's like Taika what he did being like we should add these into the writing yeah probably it's a really funny guy yeah he, he is funny I, I know somebody who knows him quite well who says that he's very different from how you'd expect in person. Hmm. I'll tell you a story off mic. But yeah, no, Taika Waititi's great, and I, I really can't wait to see the episode he directs. I, re- I really want to see Jojo Robert. Oh, I can't wait, actually. A movie by New Zealand, though. Wait, it's New Zealand. It's really close to Australia. And it's not coming to Australia until, like, February next year. Oh, it's so it's nuts. Crazy. Well, we could go see it at the Jewish International Film Fest, which is, like, next month. But um, no, I mean, it would be great. It would be really good to see. Um, it's really hilarious to when see. When is like, the lighthouse? When is the lighthouse coming out? Next month, I'm pretty sure. Mm, it's not. I looked it 2020. up. I, I, I couldn't find it. Are you serious? The re- I couldn't find a release date. Well, we've got Pain and Glory coming out this week. Ford versus Ferrari. Shut up, Google. Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I'm really bummed I didn't see Birds of Passage. But um, yeah, there's some good movies coming up. Mandalorian, yeah, then, they they, then, they fight their way in. They, yeah, they, they use a, kill a bunch of guys. They use a big turret to blow open a door, and they find the cargo. And it's a we gremlin. Bo- we both thought it was Yoda, like a Yoda baby. Well, I, I didn't think it was Yoda. It was I thought it was just his species. species. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I don't think it is the species though. It is a species. You think it, it is? Hundred percent. I mean, it's got the green ears. It's got the green head, but the, but kind of the face looks different. Well, it's hundred percent the Yoda species. What okay. are you talking okay. about? Hundred percent. Okay. We'll see. I just hope it's not a reincarnation of Jonah. That would be hilarious. Is that setting up something for Rise of Skywalker? Oh, no. Maybe it wasn't a puppet in The Last Jedi. Maybe he was a force ghost. Like, force projection. 
subversion maybe, of a subversion. Maybe, maybe it was your app yeah, from this one. Yeah, of course. Oh, no. Why did I mention it? Nah, <laughs> JJ Abrams is listening to us right now and he's writing that in. Well, they're still changing the ending. It's so he's like, oh, God, yeah. Can we talk how bullshit it is that the Josh Lucas thing? What, the rumour? The rumour. It's completely... Like, we don't even need to acknowledge it. It doesn't matter. It's stupid. It's just stupid internet to. talk. Because no, let's, it's, let's see internet the talk. movie and let all the stories come out and then we'll find out if it's true or not. Right, and then we can... We should read back over all of the theories about these movies and how fucking wrong they were. Oh, we should do that. Well, what were the leaks you read for Last Jedi? We'll talk about them in the Last Jedi podcast. Oh, we'll talk about them in the Last Jedi podcast. I'll start the podcast like that with the story I read. Yeah, sure. Please. Um, yeah, that's the Mandalorian. Like, he kills IG-88 because IG-88 is about to kill the baby. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see him make a choice like that. Here's the thing, is that... Uh, so the show is setting up that the rest of the story is going to be about that. Him raising this kid, or whatever And I'm like, but not, but the Empire guys are going to chase him down. Exactly. And the IG-88 are going to chase him down. And like, so is this not going to be about Bonnie Hunter anymore? I hope that's wrong. But yeah, I'm worried about that too. That's what it feels like. It feels like from it's, now on it's yeah. going to be... Like this, the next episode is gonna start in the same place it ended. Exactly, and there's gonna be something about that. I really uh, hope it doesn't do of... it. I hope it doesn't do a Battlefront 2016 where like he's with the bad guys for like two episodes and then he becomes a good guy and he reforms and like he takes off his helmet in the final episode and becomes like a nice guy. I don't want that. Yeah. I want to see him like murder much more people and like hunt down lots more bounties and just be cold and calculating. Like I'd watch a whole show of that. Every episode's a different bounty. It would be great. Yeah, that's why I said it initially. Um, I don't think they'll do that. I think they're well, going to do an epic story over eight episodes that like is about somebody regaining their humanity. That flashback really got me worried that that's I, I, where they're going. I kind of hope it's the contrary is him about becoming the head of the Mandalorians. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't know. It's Disney, man. It's Disney. It's you never know them. Yeah, but John Favreau is pretty safe as a filmmaker. The last two things he directed were The Jungle Book and The Lion King. Yeah, but he's still a talented writer. He's an incredibly talented writer and director. Like, Chef is one of my all-time favourite films. And, like... Really? Yeah, I love Chef. I've watched Chef. Really? Chef... Chef is, like, one of those movies I will put on when I just, like, need to relax. Like, it's a movie I can put on anytime I feel like down in my life and I just immediately feel like, oh, God, life That's, is good. Life is great. I, I thought it was a good feel good movie but I don't think everyone people talk about it as if it was the best it's not the best movie ever made no it's... but like the best um, you know family movie oh, like no, the best it's... movie about a family it's up there actually it really helped me kind of come to terms with my relationship with my dad for a while it was really great I, I love that movie I love it so much I, I said and I'm like yeah you know what you all should watch if, if you want a recommendation watch um, The Chef Show Watch Chef and then watch The Chef Show where they have like lots of guests on. They had the Russo brothers on the last season. They had Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, it's, it's really good. It's like just them making recipes and it's with, um, it's with Favreau and it's with the chef that was the consultant for the movie Chef. Is, 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 there, a, is there a crossover with Jerry Seinfeld's comedians having coffee in cups? They try to walk in and the chef's like, get the fuck out of here. And he throws a piece of chicken to Jerry Seinfeld. I saw a video of Marco Pierre White like scolding a young Gordon Ramsay when he worked in his kitchen. And it's so hilarious because Ramsay is so quiet and so polite. And Marco is just like a fucking nightmare. Have you heard that fucked up story about what Ramsay did to him when he left his restaurant? So this is confirmed by Gordon Ramsay as of recently. So when Ramsay left 
Marco's restaurant to start his own. This is in like the mid eighties. And at that time, because it's pre-internet, you had a bookings, you had, you had a book of reservations that was like a thick ass book of like all your reservations for like the next three years, because Marco's like a three, a three time Michelin star winning chef. So like every one of his restaurants is like booked up for like years in advance. Ramsey stole that book and it fucked over the restaurant like massively and he admitted to it just like five years ago that he was the one who did it so bad he's got some balls yeah no he writes Gordon Ramsay Jesus also apparently like his wife's husband and brother stole like a fuck ton of money from him like in the last 20 years and like his wife doesn't talk to them anymore she like doesn't talk to her dad or her brother because of what they did to him yeah celebrities suck man um Mandalorian except we like in us and Ashley Kutcher they're the right. two yeah like they're the two they're the beacons of hope in Hollywood I'm just imagining this awesome. is this is the end where like all of Hollywood falls away except for Ashley Kutcher and Mila Kunis it's, it's just it's just like it's just like a dystopian future with Mickey Mouse uh, taking over the whole world and then, the there, last... and then there is a Netflix resistance this is maybe a trick question but what was the last thing Ashton Kutcher was in as an actor that you can think of Two and a Half Men that's true so that wasn't that long ago was that it? wasn't that long ago it's pretty long ago like, like he's never really had a huge jump into features obviously well he did a couple of them yeah that were alright did one with Miller I recall No Strings Attached or is that the one with Natalie Corman. No, no, no Stranger Thoughts is me alive with Justin Timberlake. It's so confusing. So he was with Portman, she was with Timberlake, Gyllenhaal was with what, what's Hathaway. I don't know any of this. Love and Other Drugs is a good movie with Gyllenhaal you, Hathaway. You, you know, you know I heard this great story, you're going to love this actually, about yeah. how a low-res cut of Love and Other Drugs came out. This is like circa 2010. And like, it was so low-resolution. And it leaked. it leaked before the movie came out. And people were freaking out on the internet from this one particular shot where it looked like Jake Gyllenhaal's dick was just fucking huge and people couldn't believe it. And the movie's all about like him and Anne Hathaway having sex and he invents Viagra and that's like what the movie's about. But people were just like, what the fuck is with... Does Jake Gyllenhaal have like a fucking 12-inch dick? Like what? And then the movie comes out and it's like a fucking bedpost. <laughs> I think that's really funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, what was the one that ended with? It's it's one of those love stories, yeah. Chips love stories, and then it ends with um, the main character going to his dad's business, and it's on the Twin Towers. Oh, York. remember me? Remember me? Yeah, with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Oh my god! Fucking terrible know. movie. That end. I remember the movie not being awful. I can't believe you watched that. I remember the movie not being that awful, and then the ending is like. Oh. oh wow that's where you were going movie <laughs> they didn't know what to do with the end fool me they? once <laughs> yeah that's a real like movie just having a twist for a twist and it's like oh that's the kind of movie because the whole movie you're like why is this in 2001 like <laughs> like the riot ice right in the movie and they're like oh right it's like we have to have a dramatic ending but they are eleven, <laughs> and they're like 9-11 it's like Norman Donald when you run out of jokes just 9-11 <laughs> Oh man, I got so bummed about him tweeting out that he's going to try and shut down all like the fake YouTube accounts and social media. He wants to start one. I know he wants to start one, but like, don't shut down. I'm not Norm. So I'm not I'm Norm. Yours. I'm not Norm. Hide that guy to make the compilation. Jesus, and yeah. Just re-upload the ones that, that guy's like ninety percent of the reason Norm McDonald is famous now, right? 
No. Norm Macdonald was not that famous even when he was like at his peak on like SNL. Like he's so much more famous now than he's ever been just from those videos. Mm, I don't know about that. It, 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 it could be a office thing. Yeah. Our office wasn't that successful. And That's then people true. watched it so much in Netflix and iTunes that were like, oh, we can do how many seasons we want. Because What do you mean, geez. people? You're part of this problem. Well, I started watching it long after it was already popular. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm like that with every show, pretty much. Um, what's the latest thing you've watched that you recommend people watch? Versace. I said it last yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Really you good. did. Versace's great. Um, I don't know. I What have I watched recently Mandalorian Unbe- unbelievable if you haven't watched it, it which is on Netflix is great what's Mandalorian it's alright I watched um, The Seven Year Itch for the first time the Billy Wilder film mm-hmm. rules it's so good it's about a guy who whose wife is out of town and he he like is trying to be good and Marilyn Monroe's his neighbour hijinks since you are we gonna name this podcast the just chatting podcast and then say Antonio Vida the Mandalorian as well Half man, half DeLorean, half not a podcast about the Mandalorian. <laughs> I think um, our titles for Pokemon. I think we've got to make one of those. What else? We've got to end on some more. I'm trying to think of other sequel names. Pokemon with a Vengeance. <laughs> oh my um, god, that's, that's, that's really Pokemon good. the Final Frontier. Um, Pokemon the Final Frontier. Pokemon the Long Way Home. Conan the Pokemon no Pokemon the Destroyer Pokemon the Destroyer they're, they're, Schwarzenegger's talking about doing no Conan as if, old Conan if they do Conan it has to be King Conan yeah, it will be King Conan which yeah. is has, it has to be about Conan being tired of being king yeah because being king is really boring so he gets another country really angry with him and his country just so he has a war so he can go into battle and die in the glories of battle, mm. but and at, but at the end because he's such a good fighter, he wins. Wow! That has to be the movie. Otherwise, I, I'm not gonna watch the it. The only reason I want that movie to happen is so we can talk about all the Conan films on this podcast. Well, that two, would be great. two of them. I've read Sonya. Wait, so no, 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 no. Momoa's what? Momoa's reboot. Oh no! We got to talk about that. <laughs> Fail franchise. Oh. Talk about a fail franchise. Oh, another fail franchise we should talk about. Hercules with Dwayne Johnson. His it was, passion- was meant to be a franchise. Pretty sure his passion project for like eight years. He claimed, really terrible movie. Terrible movie. I didn't see it. That was um the first episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, we liked it. We wait. Question. This is now five times longer than the yes. episode. Question. Are we actually gonna do one per episode, or are we just gonna watch the whole show? Well, what's Look, the show, right? let's watch the next one and we'll see if we record one. This will be like our... our because half of, of this conversation has been other stuff. So. Yeah, but the other stuff's been great. Yeah. Don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah, but people want to listen to Mandalorian talk. Pokemon 2, Cruise Control. Uh, back to Pokemon. <laughs> Once I'm lost for sequel... Oh, Pokemon 2, Pokemon Day. <laughs> um, Pokemon, Pokemon 2 Tournament Day um, Pokemon 2 Resurgence <laughs> Pokemon Genesis <laughs> Pokemon Genesis 
Oh god! All right, I feel, was... I feel like it's to make some of the puns with like the actual Pokemons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um... Uh, Pokemon Asus arises. <laughs> Pokemon Pikachu's detective return. Yeah. God. Um... Nah, I'm su- done. Su- I'm su- done. Su- suicide Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, po- Pokemon versus Digimon. What was Dawn what... of Justice? <laughs> what was a horror film? Huh? Pokemon in game. <laughs> But one with um with like uh, a horror film. Oh um, well yeah. The Fra- Friday th- Friday the Pokemon. I don't know. Friday the Thirteenth Pokemon. Oh, what's just the Thirteenth Pokemon? I I should know this. The Thirteenth Pokemon. I should know this. If though. you can guess this on the podcast and get it right, I will like buy your movie tickets for the, the rest the, of the year. The first nine. Yeah. How many first... can you name? No, I can't bunch. name any. I can't name them in order, but I can bunch, I name a bunch. First nine are the initials. Then I think it's Pidgeot. Uh, Pidgeotto. Pidgeot. Next. Is it Ratata? I think it's Friday the 13th Pokemon. Ratata. <laughs> I might be wrong. Pokemon the 13th. Night of Ratata. Nine of the living Ratatas. Night of the Squirtle. That sounds like a porn name. Um, <laughs> Squirtle. That's uh, enough. I think that's enough. Cyclock of Psylocke of the Living Dead. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh, just give me an idea for one. Clock for Pokemon. A Clockwork Pokemon. Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff for Space Odyssey. Ah oh, fuck me! Jefferson one Space uh, the Space Pokemon Odyssey. Jiggly, Jigglypuff Space Odyssey is better. That closes us out. That this has been our Pokemon podcast. Uh, the seven Pokemon featuring the Mandalorian. The seven fighting type Pokemon. Okay, bye guys. 36 Chambers of Pokemon. <laughs> bye! bye.